Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email agelessarttattooandpiercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth.
Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at metalforgeradio at gmail.com or visit the website metalforgeradio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. What's going on, maniacs? Thank you all for tuning in to another week of The Metal Forge. How the fuck are you all doing? I am doing pretty goddamn good because this is a first. Uh, Not only do we have uh, David from the band Bleed the Sky uh, here uh, talking to us about some awesome stuff, but here in, you know... Still in North Carolina, we've got Jason from the Heavy Metal Wasteland, Mr. Jason Gardner here in the monologue. Not necessarily though for the interview. He's gonna jet right after this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just here by circumstance actually uh, in the virtual <laughs> yeah. in the virtual room of the uh, Mud Forge or Mud Forge of uh, Metal Forge, <laughs> the Mud Forge, the the Ale Forge, yeah, the Metal Forge, the Mud Horn, the Metal Horn. <laughs> we we can brand for days. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and obviously Jason is going to be doing a heavy metal wasteland on today's episode. That's kind of why he's here. And uh, fuck yeah. So uh, real quick, I am going to keep this week's episode short and sweet. Don't really have much to talk about. But next week I'm going to be doing somewhat of a. I'm going to I'm going to say that I'm going to do this but I'm probably going to forget about it and and not do it. So, I was going to say maybe I could do like a comprehensive like band breakup list when shit got really nasty with them. Uh it sounds like you uh heard some news today and inspired that uh, idea. Yeah, it does. Uh you know, like obviously in metal, we've got like the different factions of different bands like You know, Dave Mustaine can't get over his ex after 40 years, 42 years, actually. And, like, you know, so that's always been an ugly fucking thing, right? But then you get things like the Bob Daisley and Ozzy uh, versus Sharon. The anybody and Ozzy versus Sharon, actually. Yes. (laughs) Um, But then you also get, like... uh, Jeff Tate's Queensryche and you know you've got all these factions of like who the fuck ever's band and whatever rendition is playing it you've got like this so and so's Great White and Great White you know you have that weird fucking split amalgamation yeah LA Guns is the same way too I think well yeah but LA Guns is uh, is like interesting because it was uh, Axl Rose and, you know, Tracy Guns. Right. Because that's how the Guns and Roses thing began, was was with Tracy and Axl. And then Tracy split off and did L.A. Guns, and then you've got Guns and Roses. Don't forget my personal favorite, Bobby Blotzer's Rat is out there, too. Oh, yeah, as yeah. opposed to... Uh, but... Uh, doesn't isn't uh, Rat now called? Isn't it Stephen Piercy's Rat? I have no idea. I think uh, it I, is. I don't keep up. Uh, I think it is. Or he tours on his own, performing Rat songs, and it says, and it's like Stephen Piercy, uh, Rat, 
fucking and it gives like the oh doing whatever album in its entirety type shit right right hey real quick which is the great white that burned down the place up up in uh the north northeast was that great white or was that the other that was the um, other other great white yes the okay. other other great white uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was uh the other great white um whoever's rendition of it was yeah but yeah, other than that, I do want to uh, tell everybody out there before we get into uh, the Heavy Metal Wasteland this week with Jason that he will actually be up in the Louisville, Kentucky area at the end of the month on the 28th and 29th. And that is the weekend I turn 40. So the Metal Forge promotes uh, live shows at a few different clubs in Louisville. So come out to the Mag Bar on April the 28th. It's a Friday um, where you will end up seeing uh, Half Caster, Temptations Wings, and Rifle. And, you know, Rifle has been on the Metal Forge back in the radio days. So, and they're way overdue to come back in. So we're going to get them coming up soon. And fuck yeah. And then the next night... We have One Wild Night 3 uncompromised at Losers 812 where the bands will be uh, Temptations Wings, American Bombshell, Overload, and Wild Ride. And, you know, so obviously you all know Jason's band Temptations Wings has been on the Metal Forge before. Go check in the archives. I believe it was February of 2022. Uh, I haven't had American Bombshell on, but in March of... 21 I'm thinking uh, I can't I can't remember not by going from a uh, uh, memory here but um yeah so we're gonna check that out and you know you you know the archive deal that you know that do that go 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 search the archives they're in there as well and of course you all know overload is my band so fuck yeah come celebrate my 40th fucking birthday at two awesome fucking shows at the end of the month, April 28th and April 29th. Now, let's go ahead and check in with Jason here in the Heavy Metal Wasteland. Welcome back to the Wasteland. Hope everyone's been well since last time we spoke. And for you fellow Star Trek nerds out there, on the damn recording this, happy first contact day. See you in 40 years. I got two releases today. Uh, seems we are on the horizon of some pretty big releases coming up over the next few months. Uh, no need to say any names. You know who it is. But I just want to make sure that I brought to your attention uh, a couple smaller releases that have been uh, come out in the past few weeks. Uh, just because, you know, sometimes some bands just take up all the oxygen in the room. So uh, any chance I get to promote the uh, small guys, I'm going to take it. So the two I have for you today, uh, first one is a real underground band. Um, if you've listened to the Metal Forge the past couple weeks, uh, Mark had a guest on named Ozzy Darden from the band Children of the Reptile. They are a independent uh, band out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, trad metal, New Wave British Heavy Metal, classic rock hybrid band. Uh, with some classic metal uh, inspiration also thrown in there. So the new album, which comes out today as you're hearing this on uh, Spotify, um, is called Heavy is the Head. Um, from what I read, this is a real personal uh, album for the band, uh, both uh, writing and uh, lyrically. 
And uh, I have to say, uh, this album is probably going to be uh, album of the year contender very easily. Definitely top five. But I could see myself calling this album of the year like right now. So if you're into um, like what I call guitar porn, which is like a lot of shredding and like harmonizing uh, while you're shredding stuff like that, uh, don't sleep on this album. This album is uh, excellent, top to bottom. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It gets in and out real quick, but uh, I don't think you'll forget it uh, for a long time. It's a very infectious. Um, like I say, if you're really into like guitar riffs and, and harmonies and melodies and stuff, this album has got it, as well as the lyrics too. The first song they released was called, a song called Burner, which I probably listened to like a hundred times since they released it. Uh, great song, great uh, thrashy riff in it, cool lyrics, and um, the, the vocal melody is really uh, catchy, which I'm a big fan of, you know, if not done as a uh, gimmick. So um, I highly recommend this one. It releases, like I said, today, April 7th, on their Bandcamp and also streaming. And if you're into physical releases, pick it up on uh, CD. Hopefully they'll have uh, some cassettes soon, maybe some vinyl, depending on you know if they uh, sell a lot. But a uh, standout track for me is the song Seven Days on Fire. Absolutely incredible. I, I can't recommend this album enough. So the second album that I want to talk about today is the new one from the band Night Demon. Let me make a personal gripe here real quick before I get into the album. I uh, pre-ordered the box set back in, I want to say, February, and I still have not received it. Maybe it has something to do with uh, Daylight Savings Time. Maybe I'll be receiving the new Day Demon album sometime soon. I don't know. But, um, you know, all personal jokes aside and my hatred for Daylight Savings Time, I really, really like this album a lot. It it grew on me um, after a few listens. Um, I wasn't really into the first song, Outsider, too much. But once I learned it was a uh, concept album, I kind of uh, just waited to listen to it in the context of the whole album. Uh, And it was a uh, much better experience. Uh, It's a very cool story, very sci-fi driven story. The one thing I will say is, it doesn't really have that killer hook or killer riff or killer song. Like, you know, Curse of the Dam had with the title track or, you know, uh, Dawn Rider from Darkest Remains. Um, but it's a very, like, matured um, Night Demon sound, uh, if that makes any sense. Like, um, the songwriting is really well done. The track um, the track order is really thought out and it works well, uh, stuff like that. So um, if you're into concept albums and you like, uh, you know, new wave of uh, traditional heavy metal stuff... Um, or U.S.-based uh, trad metal, uh, definitely do not skip over this one either. Um, I think you will enjoy it, especially if you've enjoyed any of the past releases, whether it be the first EP, which is my personal favorite still, uh, first two albums, the singles collection they put out back during COVID, and now this one. Um, I really don't think they've uh, put anything bad yet, and uh, I look forward to seeing where they go from here, uh, even though I have seen rumors uh, that I'm pretty sure are confirmed but not been announced yet that the longtime drummer Dusty Squires is no longer in the band. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe it's just a uh, break for some personal matter or something, hopefully, because um, I personally know the guys, and uh, it kind of made me sad to see that uh, you know the band is no longer together, you know, as I knew them. 
So guys, that's all I got. Uh, just make sure you uh, you know always pay attention to your small uh, smaller bands, you know, and indie labels uh, to make sure they get the air to stay afloat, uh, just like uh, you know the big bands do um, when they release albums. And uh, as always, guys, uh, I want to thank Mark for some time on his uh, podcast. And as always, stay safe, stay heavy, keep the heavy metal flame lit, and we will talk to you next time. Dude, Jason, that is so fucking awesome. Like, you know, the Children of the Reptile album, from what I have got to listen to it about, has been fucking really awesome. Burner, you know, when I listened to that, when I when I put it in the episode, after I listened to a few other tracks, I was like, dude, that is it. And, yeah. like, I love that song because it is absolutely crazy. Like, yeah. It it, it it checks all my personal boxes. It checks thrash, it checks speed, it checks power, it checks fucking everything for me. You know the thing about that song is? Let's as good as it is, and as awesome as it is, it's not even the best song on that album. Right. And that's saying something, because I, I like that song a lot. I've probably listened to it like a hundred times. Before, yeah, that's what you said. In the, in before, the... They, before they leaked the album, uh, or not, we had it premiered yesterday on a Toilet of Hell it's a toilet ov hell if you want to um look it's up that site. it's it's cult ov right yeah. yeah yeah it is but um but yeah i've listened to it um since it, they released it um on that site probably um seven times i want to say wow and in full and uh yeah man there's a song that song on there uh seven days of fire yeah might be like one of the coolest songs i've ever heard in metal it's very, very. It's a very nice collection of riffs that fit very well together. We'll just say that. There's no sense trying to describe music because until you hear it, you have no fucking idea what the hell it sounds like, you know? Right. Which is the cool thing about talking about music. You can't, like, it's not like you can you could spoil, like, an action scene in a movie or something like that. Music is like, you just have to hear it. So, um, but I will say the whole album um, is probably a, a very early album of the year contender already. So. Right. And there's some there's some heavy hitters coming up, as we all know. Oh, of course, yes. And I mean, you know, that's awesome. But you know, the night demon thing. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, we've talked quite a few times on that, and you know that I just recently picked that up, and I didn't get to listen to it yet. I took it out of the uh, out of the jacket. Um, I, you know, I'm trying to like gather my shit and like film an unsleeved and I'm really trying to and it's just like every time at the end of the work week I'm just like oh man I gotta do this but I don't feel like it but anyways yeah so I I will film an unsleeved where I will review the the new Night Demon album it'll probably be like a mail day kind of thing just some new purchases that I've picked up yeah I've got a well I've got this weight shift CD here sitting I need to show off and also I ordered the Children's Reptile CD, so that should be in any day. And then I'm still waiting. As you heard on the uh, review, I'm still waiting on this Night Demon box set. Right. I don't know where the hell it is um, somewhere out there, but it, it, it annoys me because other people are posting their box sets. Yeah. And I feel I feel like a kid left out on Christmas. Oh. Yes. See, so. that's rough, man. Ah, oh, damn yeah. it. But you know what? We're gonna, you know, we're we're running here. And I was said I was gonna keep this short and sweet, but we've I've talked like just I'm sweet, talking, just sweet. It's just sweet. No, no. Hey yo, it's two 
sweet. You know, you got to do the 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 uh, Scott Hall. Uh, yes. Rest yes. in power, uh, Razor Ramon. So this is Bleed the Sky. The devil will see you now.
right, maniacs. This week, I am being joined with David, right? Did I get that right? David. Yes, yes sir. David. All right. <laughs> See, some of these, you know, they just kind of run together sometimes. From Bleed the Sky out in, uh, where are you guys actually considered uh, part of? Uh, home, home base is California, Orange County area. Um, for the band, but we we live all over the states. I mean, it, we go from Oregon, California, all the way across to Florida. So it's uh, we're all over the place, man. We're we're a so, mutt of the United States at this point. So you guys actually pr- uh, practice what I consider to be like an actual thing these days, because like I always throw out on here, I hate using the word local. Uh, when in dis- in uh, describing bands and and yeah, I get the thing of oh everybody was a local band blah 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 you know that's cool I I get that don't get me wrong but sometimes I think it it kind of has a negative connotation especially you know when you've got members like you just said you're you're in Oregon you've got home base in California you've got people stretched all the way out to Florida where the fuck exactly are you local to <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> But yeah, seriously. So you're you're up in Oregon. How is it up there? Uh, Oregon's beautiful, man. I mean, the, the weather here most of the time, as everybody you know hears that, uh, that hears anything about Oregon, is that yes, it does rain majority of the year, but we do have our sunshine months. The summertime here, the spring and summer, you just can't beat it. You know, gorgeous. Today's the first day of sunshine in a while, so you know, taking taking full advantage of it. It's my day off. Hell yeah. And see, I've never actually been to Oregon. I've been a lot of places, uh, but I've actually never in the in the States, I've never actually been there. So I definitely wanna wanna make it out there soon. Like uh pre you know, like pre interview what we were talking about is all the cool bands in the Portland area. And I just wanna see some of those places. Like I love, you know, like the misty morning type stuff where it's kinda you know, drizzly and overcast. That's just me as that's, my personality. It, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Oregon in, in a nutshell. You know, uh, that's a that's a that's a day in the life here. You Hell know? yeah! Uh, but it is beautiful, man. Like the the trees. If you're into nature, like the hiking out here, all that stuff is just it's you can't beat it, man. I'm I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas. I was I was born there and lived, um, you know, the majority of my my life uh, down in that area, but. I moved up here about nine years ago, and, man, I just love it. Hell, yeah. So it's definitely a big difference from being in Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, night and day. Culture's, the culture's different. You know, the walk of, the pace of life out here compared to living in, like, San Antonio or Austin, you know, is just uh, it's it's a lot slower out here. Not to say anything negative, but in a, in a negative uh, way. It's just, like, it's more relaxed. Everybody's just, quite honestly, like, probably just stoned, you know? Like, Oregon's legal state, and... You know, you can just, everybody's just kind of at their own pace here. There's no real rush to do anything, but yet everything gets done. It's kind of nice. Right. And see, that's really, I think, you know, if you're, you know, if you're ever looking for anywhere to live, that would be a place to to live is just like, find that city for you that, you know, if if you're addicted to the, to the, the rush and the go and all of that, yeah, pick a big city because that's usually how they are. But if you're just like laid back, just, you know, getting stuff done and, and just doing your thing, yeah, then like that sounds really cool to, to be no, in a place it is. like It really that. is. It's a nice place to, to settle down in for sure. Hell yeah. So tell everybody about Bleed the Sky. Sure, man. Uh, you know, the band's been around for quite a while. Uh, started in the early 2000s. We've got 
three full lengths under our belt. Um, our latest full length was the This Way Lies Madness that we released in uh, 2020, beginning of 2020. And then since then, you know, we uh, we toured in 2020 right before the right before COVID actually hit and closed everything down. It was about a week shy of closing us off on tour before they closed a lot of the states down. Um, but uh, you know, we were lucky enough to get to finish our run, and then and then that happened. So. That slowed us down as far as, you know, uh, touring goes, going out there and that kind of thing. But as far as, like, productivity, it just gave us a – we had to figure out a kind of a newer way to, to make things happen. We can't get all – you know, we couldn't get all five of us together as often and, and uh, you know, have the writing process that way. It was more, you know, sending, sending files and using Dropbox and, and everything else, you know, as far as technology goes. And, um, you know, we had, to, we had to relearn how to, how to uh, be a – a productive band via, you know, like I said, we're already all over the United States. So getting the opportunities to uh, get us all together in one spot was, was a fly in trip for certain members anyways, you know, depending on where we were going. So, um, but you know, that hasn't stopped the productivity. We've been, we've been uh, putting out singles and, and, and um, just staying active and trying to put out new music. And uh, we did have a lineup change, um, you know, last year and um, you know, that was with our vocalist, uh, Noah, who was our original vocalist for the first three records, you know, and, um, as we're getting, we're all, you know, we're older men, you know, we're, I'm 43, you know, the guys are, are in their thirties and early forties. And, you know, we're, we just have lives and we're at that point of our life where, you know, you have to kind of go, okay, can I still do this? Do I want to still do this? You know, do I love it enough to, to be able to, to make it make it still because you have to make it a thing it's not like we're 20 years old out there cranking it out every day you know what i mean going on tour for nine months out of the year um so you know making it making sure that everything uh maps out for us and just stay stay as relevant as we can so when we do get the opportunity to go out and play some shows it's it's a, it's a good deal and the and the you know people still want to come out and enjoy a night with us you know definitely for sure so i always comment on on the on the show here about checking the metal archives and for some reason i couldn't find you all on there but you all have a real wikipedia page so it makes it even better because <laughs> yeah. it makes it real uh you know like the wikipedia factor fiction thing that's out there right this is kind of this as i've noticed because when i'm looking at the page here it actually says that you all your your active years have been 2002 to 2009 and then there is a eight-year break to, yep. to 2017 is that right that's correct so we uh we stopped playing um and kind of everything kind of disbanded everybody did their lives and had kids and you know it was uh it was that time of our lives you know and um so the, the band took a took i guess what you'd call a hiatus and just kind of disbanded you know and as things do you know relationships are are that way and uh it was about almost 10 years later nine years later uh you know noah our our uh previous singer you know called me up and was like hey dude we're we're wanting to get you know possibly uh writing together and putting out some music and doing some weekend warrior stuff you know what do you think about that you know are you would you consider you know coming back and playing and shit, man. I mean, we never stop. I never stopped playing. It's not like I, you know, any of us stopped playing. Austin, our drummer, you know, when when he when Bleed the Sky stopped doing his thing, like Austin went and joined Chimera. He joined Devil Driver. Like 
you know he was super active like it you know we're, we're musicians to the heart man it's, it's what we do so we're, we're just wired this way so you know having an opportunity to be like you know yeah absolutely let's 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 try and see if we still got some some juice left you know and sure as shit you know not to to toot our horn we, we were able to put out some pretty blistering uh songs you know they just they, they hit hard and uh, probably harder than than we used to be you know we've come out a little bit heavier so it's just because you know we listen to heavier stuff as the years have gone on you know i grew up listening to pantera going to see pantera sepultura all those shows you know and uh listening to all that stuff and then now you know getting into all the bands over the last decade you know like the born of osiris's and like the uh the stuff like that your periphery and gojira and you know just those those bands hit harder and they just influence you in different ways you know um so it's it's just a blend of everything that we're doing at this point and um you know getting getting to the back to the to the you know what we're talking about you know i think that as far as where we're at as far as music goes and being being able to to stay relevant and, and keep music going as far as for us and for our, the original bleed the sky fans and for the people that are biting onto it now it's it's just like the icing on the cake for us we're we're blessed to be here and excited to able to be able to continue to do it so definitely and and that's the good thing that you you made the point to sit there and say that nobody actually quit doing anything you just all took a break from each other at at, at the point yeah. at pretty much at the point which yeah you know, when it, you're... which is where it was you know there was two records in and the band line the band members were young you know when all that went down and uh originally you know in our in, in our 20s and stuff and you know like i said life happened people got married people had kids right just priorities priorities change you know yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, you know, you can't always, you know, be that guy on the road constantly. Not everybody can do the Lemmy thing, you know. Uh, some yeah. some people do want to have kids and want to have a, a family life and, you know, t- picking their kids up from school through the week kind of thing, which is totally respectable and understandable. Uh, I mean, if that's if that's your thing, that's your thing. But if it's not, that it doesn't have to be, which is awesome. Yeah. Because right. yeah, and you know, like getting getting to that, like you know, the kids got older, and that was the that was the biggest thing. Is we all, you know, we had enough time and enough time off, and and uh, you know, we're able to go out because the kids are now you know late teens, early twenties, you know, right. So those of us who have kids, kids, kids young, you know what I mean? Like so, we're able to go and and get to go out and do it. Now, granted, like I said, it's not like we're going out for, you know nine months out of a year but when we get the opportunity it's we don't have to worry about those things at home because one we're grown-ups so it's not like we're broke and trying to make it off a dollar menu while we're on tour because we're all grown-ups and have a life and a, and a job and careers and you know like when we plan for this we're able to do that you know for sure so well i think so. that's a big thing that you know that should be a like a a how-to, like a Hitchhiker's uh, Guide to the Galaxy type thing. I think there needs to be, like, you know, the independent guide to touring because, you know, how you can get in and stay in places and, you know, you can get a hotel or a motel or whatever or you don't have to eat off the dollar menu and such. Because I think in this day and age, there's a there's a far greater amount of 
I don't want to necessarily say weekend warriors when that's kind of really the case. But I mean, you might yeah, do like totally. a, you might do like a five shot, like a Thursday through a Monday, or you might, right. or you you know, you take your two weeks of vacation a year with your guys, and you go on tour and you play thirteen shows in fourteen days or something, you know? Yeah, it's exactly yes, that's and, exactly right. <laughs> and I don't think there are there there are some bands that do you know like the thirty forty five day you know, 60-day tours, but I think they're a lot more uh, farther and fewer in between. Oh, yeah, especially with, you know, be, the, the the cost of travel right now, the cost of gas across the country, you know, like, I mean, it's, everything's, everything is, hits your bottom end. At the end of the day, like, if you, you want to go out and be able to do it, you got to be able to pay for it, you know what I mean? As much as, as much as we want to go out and, you know, play metal to, to, you know, million people or whatever. You know, it's that's just not the case. You know, oh, you played it. We yeah. you played it. You played it. You played at venues that's like a thousand people, five hundred people. You know what I mean? And with the cost of tour, the cost of everybody being out there, coming back with a little something in our pockets, like that's that's what it is. That's one you know in the win I mean? column, I think. What's that now? That's one in the win column. Yep. For sure. You know, it's always interesting to talk about like going out on the road and stuff. And obviously when when bands are younger, you know, it's it's kind of the double-edged sword cuz a lot of people say it's easier, but I don't know if it really is or not because it's to me it's like you don't have anything when you're younger. <laughs> and when you do right. finally have, you know, a little bit of money and a, and a, you know, a stable residence and stuff like that, that's when it gets kind of scary. It's like, right. Well, well, shit, if I miss this week. But it always reminds me of the Binge and Purge box set from Metallica because in the booklet, in, there, in the booklet, they have a ton of fucking scans of like paperwork and documents from that era. Oh, yeah. And I know like all of the big box sets that they've released do too, but I, re I vividly remember seeing, and I'll have to po uh, take a picture or a scan of this and post it on the uh, Metal Forge social media so they everybody gets a reference for this, but they show, they lined out the dates for the European tour on Injustice for All, and it's like 30 days. It's like, it's actually like 28 shows is what it is. And they have the expense report for the entire tour in the thirty the thirty days of Europe, and they ended up having to make like seventy eight thousand dollars a show to break even. Yeah, dude. In nineteen eighty eight, it's like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, those guys were even thirty. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and, and that's at that level, you know what I mean? Like those guys are playing arenas and stuff, you know, playing giant, mm. playing giant tours and, and, you oh, know, yeah, going out and playing all, the, all the festivals tour. and shit. So, yeah, I mean, binge per shit, man. I watched that frontwards and backwards. I, I, I've watched that shit so many times that it stopped working. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But burnt it, burnt it out, dude. You no know? kidding. Like, and so, what's so yeah. cool about it is there's a guy on YouTube who has remastered it completely. Oh, that's cool. And it's like a 4K remaster of, like, especially the San Diego show. I think the Seattle show's in HD. But, like, the 4K is like, what the fuck? This ain't even the same show. <laughs> but, yeah, to, you that's know, awesome. to be not even to be 30 and making those decisions of, you know, of 
millions of dollars at that point. That's in that's a lot. And yeah, yeah. being you know a forty three or a forty year old musician like you know like you are and I am and and such like that. Yeah, we might not be making million dollar decisions, but you definitely have to go out and and really weigh things out. It's like, okay, well, and, do we need this? Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and, like, do it all ahead of time. Like, plan it out. You know, like, the big, biggest thing for us is, like, you know, knowing what, what we're going to get, what our guarantees are, having everything lined out, you know, and then um, just setting a budget and really running it like, like a business when we're out there. You know, this is what our per diem is a day. This is how we're going to live. This is what we're going to eat. This is what we're going to pay for. Like the biggest thing that we were having issues with when we were out there was, was our, like where we were going to end up staying. Cause we just didn't know how long we were going to drive through the night. You know what I mean? For we sure. knew where the next stop was, but how long can we really go until we just get too tired? You know? Right. So we were getting like Airbnbs and staying at hotels and stuff. Cause we were out on tour in like a Mercedes Sprinter, you know, like the extended oh, ones, yeah. like the uh, storage, the You're storage You're touring in luxury back. with one of those. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was nice, man. It was nice, you know? Uh, but, uh, but with that being said though, it didn't have beds or anything, you know what I mean? So, and laying in a bed is nice, you know, like, yes. you know, so going out and doing, doing it, like we, as long as we can, you know, go out and, and afford us to feed ourselves, make some money, you know, and, and enjoy it in the, the 30 or whatever days. Cause usually we go out for like, you know, a month, you know, and that's about, that's about our limit at this point, you know, because again, one, I got a 15 year old kid, Wayne's got sons, you know, Kevin's got daughters that so we're all, we're all dads, man, you know? And, uh, so we have those responsibilities and families to, to make sure that we can take care of as well. Like I'm, I'm lucky cause I get to, you know, my day job or whatever I accrue, you know, X amount of vacation every year. So while we're touring, I'm taking vacation time, and so it's like a double ding, you know, when I come home, it's like a little bit of a, of a nest egg or whatever, but I was able to do that, you know, because we planned it out, you know, I took right. that time off way in advance, you know, and told work, I'm going to do this. And, you know, so it's just a balance, you know, getting to be able to, to be able to be successful at it and come home and not just, you know, like I said, going out and living on cheeseburgers and shit when you're used to having a warm dinner at home with your family and you're 20 years older than you were last time you did this or 10 years older, you just... You know, I don't want to, we, we don't want to live like that when we're out on the road. Like, too, it's just not where we're at, you know? Like, Absolutely. Call, call, me, call me bougie, man, but, you know, like, you know, <laughs> I wake up and my back my back hurts. I can't headbang as hard the next night. You know, I don't want to do that, bro. I want to sleep in a bed, dude. Man, you, know? so. you took the words right out of my mouth of what I was going to sit there and say. You woke up one day, and it was 20 years later, and now you've, you, you took the bass cab off the stage, and now your back hurts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> You know? That's exactly I mean, that's where facts, I was going dude. with it. That's facts. Like going, leaving the leaving the venue, and then like get, just being excited to get to the hotel so I could put the the, the you know uh, heat pack on, you know, and pass out, you know. <laughs> but yes, no, I mean, now we're now we're touring, saying, like, touring, and you know? we're shooting Metamucil and yeah. <laughs> and heat packs. Yeah. Right, taking taking ginger shots and just to stay healthy and <laughs> yeah, just serious, you know, seriously, man, but. No, I mean, all in all, you know, it's 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 great to be able to still get to go out and do it, and, and we're excited, you know, like, uh, as of right now, we don't have anything booked as far as the tour goes, because we've been waiting to release stuff, you know, uh, we wanted to put in a few new uh, songs out before we get to go on the road again, because, you know, having a new singer change and all that stuff, is, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that everybody's, you know, the, the, whether it be the, the band, the, the vibe of the band, the, the feel, the the 
the fans loving the, the new singer or not liking it, you know, just kind of getting a little bit of uh, test the waters out there. And then, you know, we're get, we're, we are working with our agent to get things booked up. So it'll, it'll be happening, but we just wanted to, to take, we're just taking our time. Again, we're planners. We're going to make sure that it can, it'll work for everybody. So oh, for sure. And back on that, uh, being the planner and touring and stuff, you made a, you made a good point. And this needs to be in that guide that I was telling you that needs to happen is the, you know, always check your options based on where you want to stay. Because if you're planning out this tour, then, you know, pick Airbnbs because a lot of times you'll find an Airbnb, uh, you know, could up, could be up to $100 cheaper than a hotel. Absolutely. And you got here and I mean, we stayed in this. We had a we had a day off in. Well, I think we were in Tucson. We played Tucson, and then the next day was a day off for us. And we literally just stayed there all day. Everybody did their laundry. We like had this nice like four bedroom house, you know. And we paid. It was like dirt cheap for us. It was in Arizona, you know what I mean, which is an expensive place, you know. So, um, yeah, it was awesome, man. So Airbnbs oh, yeah. are definitely the way to go if you're if you're just trying to get a, a decent nice rest on the road for sure. Definitely. So before we get into the general questions here, I want to ask you, like, so it was like a, like you said, like a decade long between getting back together. So how does that work for you all? Like, do you just like all go and meet at a place and then talk it out and make sure everybody's on the same page? I mean, how how does that work for you all? Uh, a lot of a lot of our correspondence and like it's just done through conference calls and like Zoom calls, you know, right. um, because we're, that's the, the world we live in these days. Since we all live all over the place, it's not as easy to get us all together. So when we do get together, we try and make it at a point where we're like either rehearsing or working on music or you know what I mean. And it's not like working on logistics or politics of the band. We can have phone calls to do that, you know. Right, for sure. So um, with that. As you said, you know, you you don't get together a lot. Now, do you all do like the, you get together like three or so, three or four days a week before a tour and yeah. and practice yeah, yeah. We fly everything? In. Yeah, so we're in there for like a week before we go out. We usually fly in and, um, you know, basically get to it the day we, we land, you know, fly in early. And uh, we usually start out there in California because that's where everybody's, you know, gear is at and whatnot. So... Uh, start in California and we'll go and rehearse for, you know, a week and then, uh, usually start our, start our tour from California since it's like, a, you know, home shows kind of thing for Blue Sky. For sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, you always want to get together and do everything to the best of your ability, of of course. So at that well, point. Well, yeah. And, you know, and at that, going into it, sorry to cut you off, like going into it like that, you know, it's like since we all, have to do it this way it's like we have to all come prepared it's not we're coming to work out the kinks or work out the songs it's like you gotta show up ready to play it's like you know like we can't be you know we're not going to show up and not know one know our parts and not be as tight as we can be like we're 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 having band practice but we're doing it by ourselves before we get there you know what i mean right so uh is it safe to assume then at at that rate that that's how the writing and recording process works for you all as well Absolutely, it does. You know, um, with with writing for us, a lot of it is done 
um just like same kind of deal like the last the last riding session we did we all just flew it we had the guys fly in and uh went to kevin's house and kevin our guitar player uh produces our band does all of our uh, he recorded our last record he records he's recorded the last three singles um he produces it all so um we everybody went over to kevin's house and spent a few days we you know came in for a weekend and just riff down you know what we call riff farming go through all like the all the phone recorded you know like little you know like you know what i mean like it's like you know stupid little humming riffs you know or or you know just like on acoustics or you know just in your bedroom jamming down you know and trying recording it on your phone or whatever you got or whether we use it our our home studios or and then just send the files it's, it's how we do it you know so but uh you know, as as of late, like working on the parasite, uh, we did it. We just did everything. Everything was all done uh, basically remotely. You know, we didn't even we we didn't even get to all get in a room together with, including with our new singer, until we went to shoot the music video for Interesting. it. Interesting. Wow. You know? That see, yeah. that's got to be weird because like I'm in a band, and of course we're mm-hmm. all in the Louisville area. And yeah. like, I've got friends that live in LA that are that are like, "Hey, man, you should play on this." I'm like, "But I live in fucking Louisville." How the fuck? It's like it's the same yeah. way we're doing this. It's like I've got the focus right. I can do some stuff, and it's yeah. uh, but it's still it's like I'm so used to like being on tape, <laughs> like back in the t- early, you know, l- yes. the, the late '90s, early 2000s for me. Uh, of yep. like uh, recording onto tape and stuff, and just being like so stuck in those ways. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it's it was it's been a a crazy thing. From like I did the same thing, man. You know, like going into studios and spending you know a thousand dollars to go and spend a weekend and, and record four songs or whatever. You know, and those days are just gone, man. You know, like you can do it. You can do it from your house with your DAWs, and as long as you have the capability to record good clean uh direct tracks to where you can you know reamp it however you want the guitars to sound and, or and get a clean dirty track however you can you know if you have the capability of micing your stuff up or just running through your amp sim that you love whatever you know for pre-production or whatever um i mean it's just that it, it technology has made it so much easier to just have a bedroom studio you know literally like those like the you know are not to like toot toot whatever like the parasites at like 92,000 views in just a couple of weeks. And like that song sounds ripping and Kevin recorded it in our bedroom at his house. Oh, for sure. You know, like, you know, so there's, there's a lot of bands out there that do the same thing, you know, um, that just have great quality production and, and technology has made it that way for us. So thank, I'm thankful for that, but it is really weird to not go and like sit in a studio and like have, you know, the drum room or the, the guitar room and the vocals are over here behind us in this isolated booth with a glass door. You know what I mean? Now it's right. just like, all right, go in your closet, whatever you put mattresses around and we got all this foam. Let's rock and roll. You know, <laughs> that was my so. first experience. And, um, well, it wasn't my first experience in a studio, an actual studio. Uh, there was a guy that we recorded with years ago, and he was primarily he he was a country music fan. So playing, uh-huh. yeah, playing metal, and it, yeah, he's making money. But like, he always had like the same idea to put uh, like a phase effect 
on the like a phase and flange on the cymbals. So yeah, it was awful. Okay. <laughs> so it's like okay. it's like <laughs> it sounds all out of whack. Yeah. So <laughs> when you hit the hit the cymbals, it it does the crash or whatever, but it goes and it like whipples. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like whipples. Yeah. It's Gnarly. so weird. But that was like my first actual like studio experience. But as I've gotten older, going going to uh, like my drummer's home studio when we when we did vocals in there he had like a little cordoned off uh quote closet area with the egg crate foam in there and yep. and just like one of those like plug-in heat lamps from because it didn't have its own light source in there so you'd go in and in the it would just that heat lamp where it's in that like aluminum Right, right, yeah, like, got you totally, yep. Like, if you put over, like, an iguana cage. Yeah, exactly, it was just so, so humbling, and so just, like, because once that foam gets hot from, like, the body heat and stuff, it smells terrible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, kids, get your shit together. (laughs) Yeah, for real, you know, take your time, put something together that is, you know, is doable, to get the product that you want, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, if, you, if, if you're not going to spend the spend the time and the money to go to a, a big studio, then make sure you know what you're doing because uh, music comes out. Uh, there's a billion songs and a billion artists and new artists and old artists that's putting out music every single day. The, the the world is saturated with with music now, like which is a great thing because there's always something to listen to, right? But um, at the same time, like if you're putting out something and it doesn't sound quality, like. You're just not going to get listened to as much as you would if, if it sounded good because people are so used to hearing those polished productions now. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, and, and what you just said, I, w- I would like to hit on really fast before we switch is sure, you, you were saying, you just said that there is so much music out there. And I don't think a lot of people really understand how much music is released every single day. Because this show used to be on a radio station in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And the radio station was an all local artist station. You had to be you had to be from Kentucky or within uh, fifty miles of of the uh, Ohio River into Indiana. They they would stop around Seymour, Indiana, which is where John Mellencamp's from. Yeah. But, like, you would be surprised on how many people just from Kentucky and southern Indiana that we that we had in that database. It was over 53,000 songs. Oh, yeah. And that's no just doubt, from man. about the mid to late 60s through 2019. And it's yeah, just this just state, thing. so it's crazy. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like there's so much that comes out. That it, you know, you just gotta, you know, and um, a lot of it sounds great, you know. Oh yeah. So uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there doing exactly what you and I are doing, you know, bedroom productions and and uh, just trying to grind it and make make the most of a of it, whether in whatever capacity it is, whether it be you're putting out songs like you know uh, for yourself or you know you got a band or whatever, man. It's just it's so much out there every single day on all the different platforms that. You just get lost in the mix if it doesn't. If you're not putting out something that, you know, if you just put it out for fun, then cool. You know, great. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Who cares if it sounds like shit? But if you're actually trying to do something with your with your band or get yourselves noticed, 
you got to do something a little more than just, you know, put your song on there and say, go check us out on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, What's that? uh, The Judd Nelson character says in Airheads, you know, maybe a gimmick would help. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, So I'm not going to be the 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 Low Rangers. Yeah. Not exactly lone. (laughs) I love that movie. I I really do. Same, dude. Same. (laughs) Same. I, I love the uh, the Kurt Loader scene, and it's funny that it got brought up. Uh, to you know, we brought up Airheads today because a few weeks back I was talking with a guy, and he's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, the Lone Rangers? That can't be right." <laughs> the Lone Rangers. Well, uh, there great. are three of you. You're not exactly alone. <laughs> uh, so I want to go ahead and switch over to some uh, would you rather questions this week. So these are sure. going to be. This is a, a slight detour from the actual show because I, I ask some of these, but I really don't ask them a lot. So let's have at it. All right. Would you rather bring back Michael Jackson or Prince from the Dead? Prince, Prince, all day. I would have to agree with you. Uh, just the the amount of stuff that that guy that just in rumor of the amount of stuff that he had recorded, written, ready to go, oh, yeah. just shit that was never going to be released ever. It was just the what shit that he had done on a Tuesday yeah. in 1992. <laughs> yeah, and that dude that dude completely ripped at guitar. I mean, Prince Prince is definitely who, uh, the one I'd choose on on that question. Faux show. You know, that's that's crazy because, like, you know, one of my favorite videos of all time with him is the, uh, is it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony where, uh, where they're talking about when he was playing with Tom Petty? He's playing with Tom Petty, Jeff Lynn, Danny Harrison. Yeah. yeah that, that's such killer, a good, killer. such yeah, a killer good performance. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the video, spoiler alert, uh, it's only like 15 years old. He he takes that takes his uh, guitar and he just launches it into space and just it just dips out like yeah. doesn't give a shit. He's just yeah. out and he just <laughs> and he just looks at the the other people like Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn and Danny Harris and he's like, "What now, motherfuckers?" <laughs> yeah, like didn't give a fuck. Just came out shredded, threw that thing straight in the air with all the cockiness he ever deserved and just walked off stage. (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, Would you rather fast for 30 days or eat only McDonald's for 60 days at every meal? No, I already have the answer. I passed. (laughs) I hate McDonald's, dude. Uh, Yeah, uh, definitely. Because, you know, maybe, maybe it's always been bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd be, yeah. I mean, I'm sure come day like 12 when I haven't eaten shit besides drink water and, you know, that's about it. I'd be looking at a chicken McNugget like it was a piece of gold, but I still, I'd, it would just rock my guts, dude. They, they're, you know, right. their food just messes my stomach you, up, dude. You would end up being like uh, Martin Spurlock or whatever, uh, the guy from Super <laughs> yeah. Size Me, where he ate it yes. every day for a month. Yes, Yes, and, and he came That's back, true. and he weighed like forty pounds heavier, and he had yeah. like, and he had like a a massive ass heart condition or some shit. 
<laughs> yes, dude. That shit was nasty, dude. He was he wasn't fucking around either, dude. Man, he was getting like the fucking buckets of chicken nuggets and buckets of fries and shit and going for it, you know. Like I didn't care. No. Everything was just the biggest the biggest he could get it. Yes, that was a gnarly movie. Oh it was yeah. So funny you brought Definitely. that up. Definitely. Uh, would you rather have a nosebleed that won't stop or live in a room that won't stop spinning? Ooh, shit. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'd rather not fucking die, so I'm, I got to stop the blood. But, dude, I can't deal with the spins, dude. No, thank you. That's why I don't drink as much anymore. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. There's that moment where it, it gets on the spinning gets uncomfortable and you're when just you fucking close your eyes and you're still spinning. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is exactly it. You knew exactly where I was going. It's funny. But like when you, I get some, I get like that sometimes after a show, like where, you know, you just sit there and you're everything. You're, you're just on cloud nine, you know, everything is hyped. You're just like, yeah, this is a great fucking show. Ah. And then when you get back at like two in the fucking morning to your bed, wherever it may be, if it's in a hotel, an Airbnb, or whatever. And you're still wired from the show, but you lay down to oh, yeah. to go to sleep, but you're still so wired. And then you get like that that spinning feeling, that surge feeling of like that. You can feel your heartbeat. It's like, yeah, you just can't. <laughs> yeah, it's, part, it's, it's part of being hyped up, man. You know, you can't, I guess I, I, guess I just kind of wait until I'm ready to pass out because I don't really, uh, even on the road, like I mean, I don't sleep a whole lot, but you know, when when we when we do, uh, you know, we definitely try to get the most of it. But dude, yeah, like I play at a show every single night like that, dude. It's just like it, it's it doesn't get old. You're hyped up every night, trying to go to bed, trying to get rest and not be all the way up and want to hang out with the boys, you know? Because shit, you only got. I mean, at least for us, we only got X amount of time that we get to do this. So right, yeah, I get what you're saying with that. Right. Uh, would you rather live in your car? for an entire month or at a friend's house for an entire year? Ooh. Well, I'd rather... That's pretty shit. heavy. Yeah. I mean, living living at a friend's house, I wouldn't want to put one of my friends out for a year unless they had, like, absolutely had, like, a huge house and I was able to contribute to that house. You know? It was that kind of situation, like, roommate situation, but if it was just, like, me... You know, I could I could live in my car for a month. Dude, shit. I lived in a, I lived in a fucking van for a month. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, get to go place, you know, back now we, we were playing and eating. So, I mean, if I was able to, you know, use a, there's, there's things out there that people can use like gyms. You can get, you know, go to gyms or go to like, you can clean up, you can get water, you can, you can take showers. There's, there's ways to do those things. So I guess I could, I would rather live in a car than live, if it was living off of somebody for a year, then I'd rather live in a car. But if it was a situation where, you know, I had a homeboy with a big enough place and it wasn't putting them out and I can contribute to the bills or whatever for a year. If I was trying to get on my feet, then fuck it, I'd do that. Right. Definitely, because uh, ultimately the old saying that I've always heard was if you if you ever move in with friends, you're not going to be friends after the fact. <laughs> right. Because it's just, you know, everybody has their own quirks. And yeah, but yeah, like you said, if if you're living off of that person, then yeah, that's no bueno. That's bad news. That like, but if you're actually able to contribute, yeah, that could be a, a different story. Right, fifty fifty. Sure, why not? Yeah, for sure. Uh, would you rather never be able to be harmed from bullets again, 
or have an invisible protective shield around your car to prevent uh, prevent any accidents. Ooh, shit. Well, not to say, knock on wood, I'm not, I'm not trying to dodge bullets any day soon, so it'd probably be the thing about my car, because I drive every day. I'll just be logical. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're not you're not in, in, in live fire every day either. <laughs> I'm not trying to put myself in situations where I'm dodging bullets, but I drive, <laughs> I commute to work half an hour every day, so, you know. Right, right. Uh, what about this? Would you rather suffer from a toothache or an earache all day long? Fucking earache all day. Toothache, there's nothing fucking worse than that shit. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, at least with an earache, you can put in an, uh, a piece of cotton, you can put in an earplug, yeah. and it kind of subsides right. it a little right. bit. A toothache, right. once you use oil and clove or fucking uh, aura gel, and that shit wears yeah, off, yeah. You're fucked. Yeah, it's, it's horrible, <laughs> exactly dude. what I was about to say. You're fucked. <laughs> Would you rather go on a road trip with Oprah or Jimmy Kimmel? Well, Jimmy Kimmel, but Oprah... Yeah, you might get a new car out of that. Yeah, one. yeah right. You get a car. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, That's though. Awesome. Yeah, right. No, Jimmy Kimmel's hilarious, dude. <laughs> I always see seeing him on TV now. It always reminds me from being in the early two thousands when he was on Win Ben Stein's Money. Oh yeah, dude. As the host. And then he uh, didn't didn't he do the man show with uh, Adam Carolla? That's crazy, dude. But yeah, Adam Carolla. Yeah, and then seeing yeah. him now, and he's like fucking like David Letterman or Jay Leno. Yeah, he's prime like a time, guy. prime time, fucking yeah. I mean, shit, man, it happens. Show. You know, he he grinded. You know, he did something. He met the right people. It's all about. You can't say it's all about the work you put in because a lot of people bust ass to get there, but it's definitely about who you meet. Oh, situations sure. that you're, you know. Oh, definitely. So, uh, would you rather suffer from hallucinations or paranoia? Hallucinations, because <laughs> they can be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paranoid. I'm not about it, dude. Right. I don't want. Uh, I don't want to live that life. What about this one? Have you? Uh, this is a different one. This isn't a have uh, a would you rather. This is from the musician deck that I pull from too. Have okay. you ever sold an instrument or a piece of gear that you wish you didn't? Yes. Um, back in shit, dude, like 97, 98, right? I was, uh, I was in high school still, 97, I guess. And uh, I, I had a Joe Satriani Ibanez uh, signature series, those, those thin-bodied. Oh, yeah, uh, like the I, S. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they were badass. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those guys with the Floyd Rose. It was a fucking blue and black, blue and black sunburst, dude. It went, it was a blue, like dark blue to black, like navy to black. Oh, it's fucking sick, dude. And double shark fin inlays on this thing. And uh, anyways, I traded it for a fucking Pearl Export drum set brought to a friend of mine because I was like, man, I want to learn fucking drums. And he's like, well, I'll give you my whole kit for that one guitar. And I'm like, fuck yeah, sounds good. And then I got the drums and, I was like, well, I want to fucking play guitar, man. Fuck. You know? Oh, so man. I kind of, I got, I got, I ended up getting a guitar again, of course, but I bought that guitar and, uh, I, that dude moved away and fuck, who knows where that guitar is at now. But yeah, I had one of those. And then I also had a, um, I had a 
it was an Epiphone. Um, I now have a Gibson, but it was, it was an Epiphone Explorer. The uh, the gold the what was it the Korea? Is that what they Koreana or Koreo? What are they called? Guitars? Yeah, Koreana guitars. I had one of those uh, in the early 2000s. That was just a fucking beast, too, man. It sustained for days, and I ended up selling that thing. But as yeah, I mean, those are the only two ones that I really miss. Because dude, do you, you know, are you sure you don't listen to this show and not know about it? What's that? Are you sure you don't listen to the show? No, <laughs> no man, I, I haven't, dude. That's like, so shit, weird. Man, like, because why is that? My two pieces are the exact same pieces. Get out of here, dude. Like, I had a Karina Explorer that just played so fucking nice. You know, yeah, it was the yeah. it was the the Karina with with the white pit guard and you trade we traded yep. it out for the black pit guard because the Karina and black looked so good together. And totally. Mine wasn't a Satriani Signature Series S, but mine was an actual S series that was a, a Japan Still model. Clean from, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, from it was a Japan model from eighty five. Oh, dude! And it was uh, it was a uh, maple fretboard, and the the body was mahogany, and it was all unfinished. So sick, it's dude. just oiled, and yeah. so, so you feel my pain. Oh yes, you know? that they did not get much better than those two guitars because even even in like the early two thousands, those Karina Epiphones, those pickups in them weren't terrible. No man, those things that thing sounded huge, man. I mean, it had it had that. I mean, I did have a little bit of a, a, a tougher low end bite to it, but I could adjust that on my EQ of the guitar, so the guitars didn't have. You know, all that bottom to them, you know, let the bass do its job in the mix kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, dude, I love that guitar, wow. dude. See, that's, I love, I, you know, that's interesting. Now I've got, yeah, now I've got, uh, I've got the, uh, the gothic, um, vampire gothic Gibson Explorer. Oh, it's all wow. black and matte. Yeah, fucking the, the goat, matte dude. It's black got, with the, cr- uh, yeah, does it have the, uh, the, the, it's like the, the blood iron drops cross? for the inlays. It's got the blood drops for the inlays. Oh, okay. Yeah, they it's it's called the Vampire Gothic. They they wasn't they didn't make a whole shitload of them. Honestly, the the run that they did on this was was for a very short time. And um, my actually my ex wife's uncle was a a musician as well uh, who ended up passing away in Chicago. And um, my uh, my ex mother in law hit me up and she was like, dude, he's got like fucking art. I mean, the dude he was a lifetime musician, you know, so he had shitloads of gear. And uh, she sent me a picture. She's like, I want you to pick out a guitar for all the kids. Well, that means my children plus, like, um, my uh, my in-laws, you know, their kids and all this shit. You know, pick out. The, and they're all fucking Gibsons, Jacksons, like, fucking high-end old-school guitars. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, so I picked out um, a Gothic Les Paul for my son. I got a, go- I got a uh, Sunburst Les Paul for my daughter. I got that, that um, black fucking uh, Explorer, dude. And then I, you know, picked out some different some different guitars for the other kids or whatever but holy shit dude we just fell into those dude and fucking lucky as shit dude i love i love explorers dude oh yeah i i i think they're pretty pretty well metal you know for the most part and and they they transcend all metal but what's like really cool is to see people like you know seeing people like uh you know like joe perry 
you know, people oh, yeah. who who yeah. aren't necessarily yeah. considered metal playing playing stuff like that. Yeah. I think is always oh, cool. Shit, Billy Gibbons from fucking ZZ Top rips on Explorers, dude. Oh you know, yeah, he's a blues man. Oh you know? yeah. So I mean, the Gibson guitars, dude. The old Gibsons are just they're phenomenal, man. You can't you can't beat even the old Epis, dude. Those those guitars were made well, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So. So I have one more question for you, but before we do it, as always, links are listed below, so please give a like, a share, and a follow. Go buy merch, go support these guys on tour when they are coming near you, because, hey, you know, the states are only so big, they're going to hit everywhere, I'm sure. <laughs> because yeah, no, we are. We're, we're planning on going all the way across, like starting in Cali, going across, like once once the run happens... Uh, later this year, we're, we are planning on going all the way across the United States, starting in California, going across to New York, and then cutting back through, probably finishing up somewhere in like the Arizona area or Texas, Arizona, and fly home from there kind of thing, um, just so we can get to as many places as we possibly can. Dude, that's badass, and absolutely. Do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anybody today? Um, You know, dude, there's, there's, uh, there's <sighs> shit. I mean, just all the people that have supported us, you know, really – you know, they're taking the opportunity to, to spend their, their three minutes uh, on listening to the tracks or watching the watching the video on YouTube or checking out the sites, buying the merch. Any, yeah, my, my shout out, my shout out goes to everybody who supports the band and, and gives us the time of day because, you know, we're, we're blessed and lucky to be able to go out there and play it in this capacity and and stay in touch with the fans the way that Bleed the Sky has been able to, you know. So kudos to everybody out there that's, you know, still a part of it with us. That's my shout out. Yes, fucking exactly. Right there. That, yes, I agree with that 100%. And I am going to give a shout out to Shauna for setting this up because she kicks ass. And no, Shauna's I, phenomenal, man. She works her ass off for, for the people she works with. You know? Yes, she does. I can definitely tell. And she seems really cool. And hopefully uh, one day I'll actually get to meet her in person and everything. So, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. All right. So, last question of the day. All right. If you could have your music be the soundtrack to any movie ever made, what would it be? Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, dude. Oh, All day long. Yeah. Like the, the, the first one or like the whole series? Yeah, like, 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 like the first three. You know, like you pick, man. You know? Wow. Uh, so you've you got... got... I, 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 the first three? Wow. Yeah, I could go with the first three. Yeah, no. They're all pretty fucked up, man. But I, I love I loved Freddy Krueger as a kid. You know, right? Uh, he was he was he was my horror guy. You know, Jason was cool, but they were just silent, didn't say much. Mike Myers didn't say shit. Like Freddy had a fucking attitude, and, like made jokes about killing people and shit after he did it. I thought that was hilarious. You know. right (laughs) yeah like I I would be the same way but my series is Phantasm so oh still still badass dude come on now and Phantasm has such a great soundtrack as it is (laughs) yeah that movie was creepiest I think that old guy just scared the shit out of me it wasn't that it wasn't my favorite because it was it was just too fucking fucked up for me dude I was too young for that you know no shit dude I remember waking (laughs) up at like in, in the middle of the night, and I was like 11 or 12 years old, and it was uh, it was like the Friday to Saturday movie kind of thing, where yeah. it, it, they played it at like 1 in the morning or some shit, 
<laughs> and I remember waking up and I it was the very end of like one of the episodes of Highlander. Like the Adrian oh, yeah. Paul Highlander show. Yeah. Right? And I was like, holy right? fuck, this is fucking cool. Dude cut some dude's head off on regular TV and he's getting struck by lightning. What the fuck is this? And then yeah, right? and then Phantasm 2 came on. And I got to the scene where um, the thing comes out of Liz's back. And I was like, holy shit, this oh, is yeah, awesome. Dude. And the next day, I was like, I was like to my mom, I was like, you've got to take me over to the video store because I saw this movie last night and i got to watch it again. And, <laughs> That's awesome. And she was like, well, all right. And, and we're talking like mid-90s here. And it was just, and I couldn't remember the name of it. And I and I remember explaining it to the guy who who worked at the store. His parents owned owned that video store and was just like I explained to him, I was like, Man, there was this really creepy tall old guy and they had a four barrel shotgun and fucking there was this fucking silver ball. He's like, Oh, that's fantastic. I was like, Yeah, that's it. And That's he's like, the one, yeah. And he's like, are you sure you're old enough? And it's like, dude, you know my parents. They're not going to fucking care. <laughs> right. And yeah, and he let me rent it. And I was just like, and but he let, he rented me the first film, the, the first fan. And I was like, whoa. But yeah, total. Yeah. You know, that's the great thing about like, you know, late 70s through the through the early 90s most most of the uh the top-notch horror films of the time had some great yep. soundtracks oh absolutely i mean what was That's it awesome dude. was it it was shocker right that was all megadeth or something like that dude yeah shocker had yeah with uh well the d snyder and shit right was that was that the one uh with uh no. no, 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 no. That's the one. No, you're t- you're talking about the one where, uh, yeah, Duke gets fried in the electric chair, and they got that fucking. Uh, he did. Um, he did that Alice Cooper cover for that song, no dude. More uh, no more, Mr. Nice Guy. Yes, yes, <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. Yes. yes, dude, that's so good. So yeah, killer. So freaking awesome. <laughs> Uh, but hell yeah, man. Dude, thank you so much for being on in the Metal Forge this week. This has kicked so much ass. Uh, yeah, it's been our, my pleasure, dude. You're, you're fun to talk to. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Likewise, on our way out today from Bleed the Sky, what do you want to play? Let's play our new single, The Parasite. Oh, yeah. You heard him. This is from Bleed the Sky. This is The Parasite.
What's up, Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code MetalForge10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, 
Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground, from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com. Big Cartel.com. 